who am I to tell you anything? If you're brand new to these streams, I am Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We're based in the UK, but we help brands and businesses all over the planet trying to create content that will help them stand out on their social media channels, be it video, animation, graphical work, photography, aerial, all sorts of different types of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business was in a position to spend money on having content created on a regular basis. However, social media is all about being consistent. It's all about having content going out on a regular basis so people get to know who you are, your values, your brand, all that kind of stuff. So how could I help those people who didn't have the money to have regular content created? So I sat down and I came up with a process. I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a former number one book, which is still available now. You can download it in the section below and go over to Amazon. I think it's like 99p or something. Um, but basically, it takes you through the whole process of making content easily and making your content work harder for you. So in other words, repurposing your content. So everything from marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and the stuff that happens in between as well. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Anyway, today is a beer drinking day. What is your beer of choice? If you are a beer drinker, what is, what's your tipple of choice anyway? Let me know what your favorite tipple is. But what's your beer of choice? Like I say, mine is um, definitely like a, a white ale, a pale ale, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. I just quite like them. And they're always really strong as well, which is a bonus. So you could have like half a pint and be a cheap date like me. Um, anyway, the, the big thing about beers is there are so many of them. If you're sat there trying to think of one favorite beer, you're probably struggling because there are so many different beers, especially now when you've got all these like craft brewers all over the UK creating their own different beers some places brew them on site so like they have a, a bar there's a bar in reading i think it's called zero um and they brew on site and their beers are amazing they're so nice but they brew them on site so there's so many different types of beer out there that you could be trying and it becomes a bit of a a, a mishmash a bit of a minefield out there to try and decide which one is your favorite beer and it's a bit like trying to choose which is the best social media channel for your brand or business. I get a lot of people saying, well, which social media channel should I be using? And it's a bit of a six and one and half a dozen of the other kind of answer because you should be concentrating on one particular social media channel, but you cannot forget the other social media channels exist because there is a level of friction across all different types of social media. You can be the greatest writer in the world but if I don't read, if I'm not really a big reader, if I don't like sitting down and reading a blog, how am I going to consume the value you've got to give me? Now, I might not be your customer because everybody you aim at is a person who reads. But what if that's not the case? You are just happen to be a really great writer. How are you going to then remove that level of friction and allow me to consume the value you've got to give? So, it's a really interesting question as to which social media channel you should be using. For me, you have to sit down and understand who your avatar is first. If you don't understand who your avatar is, then you are on to a hiding for nothing. Because if you don't understand who your avatar is, then you've no idea how to write your content, what it should look like, all those types of things. 
Okay, Steve is asking, what's an avatar? Your ideal client. Who is your ideal client? Are they male? Are they female? Are they young? Are they old? Are they into a certain types of sport? Are they looking forward to holidaying certain places? Do they have family? Do they have children? Do they have their parents? All those kind of questions can be asked when you're asking who is your ideal avatar. Because once you understand who your avatar is, that ideal client, then you'll have a far better understanding of where they're most likely going to be hanging out because you can use the different demographic breakdowns for each of the different social media platforms and see where they're likely to be hanging out. And then you can start putting more content in those particular places. Now, for me, and with my How to Nine Times Your Social Media process, I understand that time is a huge thing for a lot of people when it comes to creating social media content, putting content out for people to consume. So actually making your time work better for you is really important. So I'm going to say something here that's probably a little bit controversial and quite a lot of people are going to disagree with it. It is important, yes, to have content specific to a channel. However, when you're in your position where you don't have the time to do that, having no content there can sometimes be less of a good thing than actually just putting the content that you have out in the first place. Yes, sometimes it's not always going to fit. Like, for example, I do a lot of keynote speaking. When I speak to people, like I say, my language sometimes can, because I'm so passionate, can become a little blue. That language probably isn't suitable for things like LinkedIn. So I would make sure that I edit that content to not have that language in there. However, it would still work fine on TikTok or on Facebook or on Instagram and other places. So I don't have to worry so much there. That's where content specifics can kind of break down a little bit. But actually, if you've written a great blog, just put it out as a blog on your website and as a post on your Facebook business page, as a blog on Medium, as a blog on Tumblr, as an article on LinkedIn. And yes, it's better if you can write it specifically to the channel, but you don't have the time to do that. I don't know, maybe you right now don't have the budgets to pay for somebody to do that for you. So just put the content out. If you're not communicating, then nobody can hear what it is that you've got to say. But what you've got to do is understand where your audience is going to be. And that's what breaking down who understanding who your avatar is. Once you know where they're going to be, that's where you can start putting most of your content. What you do is I try to encourage my customers and my, my clients to do what's called like kind of like a 70-30 split, maybe an 80-20 split. Put at least 70% of your effort into that one particular channel where you know your audience is. So if you know your audience, for example, is on LinkedIn, you are a B2B business and most of your audience is going to be on LinkedIn, then that's where you're going to have to put most of your effort. That's not to say you're not going to put effort into other channels, but what you're going to do is use LinkedIn as more of the social element of social media. So you're going to put the content out onto LinkedIn as well as you are putting it everywhere else, but you're going to also comment on other people's content. You're going to reach out and help other people who are asking for help. You're going to become part of the social network. You can actually be social on social media. And LinkedIn's where you're going to put most of that effort. Then you can use that other 30% and break it down into all the other channels, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Snapchats, the TikToks, the Bytes, the Trillers, the everything else that is, is out there. And trust me, there's a lot out there. And that way, then you're removing the friction because you've got your blogs and they're going out onto to LinkedIn and you're hitting your avatar correctly. So you've chosen the beer that you like, your beer that you like 
is on LinkedIn. So that's where you're going to be. You're going to try that one the most, but now and again, you're going to want to try some others as well. And <clears throat> that's when you put your content out onto the other channels. But you can't do that without understanding who your avatar is first. So if you've no idea how to work out who your avatar is, you need to be speaking to people who can actually help you do this. People who will sit down and help you understand your brand, <clears throat> understand your demographics, understand your geographics, and really break down who that person is that you're actually trying to talk to. It's amazing how many companies, and we've all done it. I did it myself at the start when you asked that question, who's your customer? Well, everybody, anybody who wants to spend money with me, please, that's what I want. Anybody who's going to spend some cash can be my customer, and that is fine. That's that's fine and dandy, but you have to have a niche. So kind of what you do is you niche yourself down, but don't close yourself off to all those other people, potentially, if that's where you're kind of starting. That's what, what I did at the very start. I niched down to creating content for a specific marketplace, but I didn't close myself off to everybody else who potentially wanted um, to talk to me about having visual content created. And then when we became a, um, a studio, we didn't close ourselves off to those other people who wanted visual content created, even though we specialize in social media content. Because other people want video content, health and safety videos. Some people want uh, videos of their town. Some people want talking head videos. We're not going to say no to business, but we have our specialist area. And you can do the same thing with your brand and with your business. So understand who your avatar is. That's going to make life so much easier for you. Then you can really choose the beer that is your favorite that you're going to drink 70% of the time, maybe even 80% of the time. And then all those other beers that you can try now and again for the other period of time, the other 20% of the time that you use in social media. It's kind of a, a, a mind mash of an idea, but hopefully that kind of helps you understand a little bit more about what you need to be doing with your brand and your business to move forward with social media, to understand which social media channel you need to be using, especially on National Beer Day. I just thought, well, there are so many beers. It's probably a great one to be talking about. And um, if you've got any questions, because that was a bit of a, a brain fart in your direction right now, um, feel free to chuck them into the comments, and I'll do my best to answer as many of them as I can. We've got a couple of emails that came in as well since the last live session. Uh, hello to Sun Wan Lai, who's uh, watching at the moment on LinkedIn. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, actually, it's a coffee, um, but it is a strong one. So um, hopefully it'll keep me going through the questions. If you've got any questions at all, stick them into the comments, whatever platform you're watching on. I can see them on my screen. They'll pop up and we'll answer as many of them as we can. First one that came through, actually, I had a question earlier on from Steve asking what's an avatar, uh, but the um, question came through from Helen. Uh, how do I start my podcast? I've been told I need to have one. Okay, first things first, it's a bit like video. You don't have to to do it because it might not be your strong point. There are ways around doing video. There's not really a way around doing a podcast. A podcast, the reason somebody's telling you that you need to have a podcast, number one, they're probably trying to sell you a service. But number two, it's such a great tool. It's frictionless, on, on near as damn it, frictionless. You don't need to necessarily create time in your day to consume a podcast. Now, a podcast can be filmed like this, but most podcasts that people think of podcasts as are audio. So your phone will have an app on it. It'll download a podcast and you're able to listen to it at any time, at any place. And that's the great thing about a podcast. That's why 
I try and recommend people do podcasts as part of the process of how to nine times your social media because if you've got a podcast, you've got what, like I say, is almost frictionless. You have to sit down and read a blog. You have to sit down and watch a video like this. You have to sit down and watch short-form content. You have to sit through your phone and scroll through it to consume TikToks or Snapchat or Instagram. A podcast, you could literally plug your phone into your car and drive to work and listen to a podcast. You could go to the gym and be on the treadmill and listen to a podcast, lifting weights and listen to a podcast, mowing the lawn and listen to a podcast, cooking dinner, listen to a podcast, hoovering with the headphones in and listening to a podcast. You can do pretty much anything listening to a podcast, which is why it's almost frictionless. If you're happy to have an app on your phone that will download audio and hold the audio there for you to listen to, then there is no other level of friction. You can listen to it. So that's why somebody, first of all, will probably <clears throat> be recommending to you to do a podcast. How do you start a podcast? Now, this is going to go against the grain with a lot of podcast experts out there right now. For me, I started doing my podcast with my phone and voice notes. That's all I needed. Because I have an element of training in the background where I was a radio presenter, I was a TV presenter, some would say... Generally, I've got a big gob, so I can just keep speaking. So I was able to do what I did that way. I would sometimes set it up in its cradle in the car, set it recording, drive home, which was like a 30, 40-minute drive. And then if an idea sprang into my head, I'd do a podcast on it while I was driving. I used to call it in my car. Um, other times, I have just lifted the duvet on my bed, just there, and stuck my head underneath it, put voice notes going again, and recorded a podcast that way. Other times I've used Skype, I've used Zoom, and I've done interviews with people. I've recorded those interviews using the onboard recording on Zoom or a piece of software I've got called Ecamm for Skype, recorded the podcast, recorded the video, then I have a video interview, and I've also got a podcast interview. There are lots of ways of starting a podcast. What I'm trying to say is you don't have to have the greatest studio. You don't have to have the amazing kit. What you've got to do is have a story to tell. And I don't mean like three bears and Goldilocks and all that kind of thing. I just mean you've got to understand the flow of your content. You've got to have a reason to be doing the podcast. You can't just start talking with no subject matter on your mind. So you've got to have like an intro, introduce yourself, let people know who you are, what it is that you do. And then you go into your subject matter, whatever the subject matter might be. Now, the reason that I have my book, How to Nine Times Your Social Media, is because I encourage people to go through a specific process so they actually understand what it is they're going to be talking about before they move on to creating other types of content. So what I would recommend to you is download my book for 99p, um, and that will help you out. But if you really don't want to, basically understand what you're going to talk about and then take it from there. But you've got to have a subject matter to talk about. You can't just talk out thin air unless you are a former radio and TV presenter, in which case you can probably talk for England. But generally, that's not the case. So that's how I would start my podcast. Don't worry about having a great microphone. Don't worry about having the nicest kit. Don't worry about having a soundproof studio. Certainly, don't worry about all these people who will possibly tell you £10,000 to set up a podcast. Absolutely insane. And I've heard that number bounded around a few times, trust me. Absolutely insane. Don't spend that kind of cash on setting up a podcast. You have a phone. You have a story to tell. 
start telling it, and then upgrade your podcast as you go along. Then start paying somebody to help you create that podcast. And there are some really great podcast creators out there. Podner's Hell, Neil Velio, loads of people like that who are out there who can help you create great content. My business does it, but you don't have to dive into getting somebody to do it for you straight away, is what I'm trying to say. Just use voice notes on your phone. It doesn't have to be an iPhone. Most phones have got some sort of audio recording on there. They've all got a microphone. That's how people hear you on a phone call. Um, and so, yeah, just crack on and have some fun with it. Yeah, doesn't need a nice intro. doesn't need a nice outro. Just start doing it and then uploading it to different social media channels. Um, I would probably err away from using Anchor. Um, I'm not a big fan of the app myself personally. I know a lot of people who use it and a lot of people who still use it. But for me, I can't try and stay away from it. Um, but what you could do is upload your podcast to SoundCloud, uh, which will then in turn feed out to people like iTunes or um, Spotify or Amazon. The Spreaker out there, there's, um, there's there's loads. There's loads of different podcast platforms. Find the one that works for you. Find the one that's within your cost bracket and go from there. Hopefully that helps, Helen. Uh, if you need to ask anything else, just drop me an email. And my email is in the section below. Um, okay, Chris is asking the question. Oh, this is a good one. Are meta tags on YouTube important because my content never gets found anyway? Chris, they really, really are. Meta tags are... <sighs> when I'm down with Alan Spicer, he's a YouTube expert. We're going to get him back on the show very soon. He explained them as... Basically, they're far more intelligent hashtags. So you've got hashtags on Instagram, hashtags on Twitter, that kind of thing, even on Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere else. Meta tags are more intelligent than just your simple old hashtag. How exactly? I can't remember. You'd have to go back and watch the video. It was a few months ago. But basically, they are way cleverer than just your simple hashtag. They're not just a search tool. So yes, they're so, so important for your content. They work alongside Google as well. Remember, YouTube is owned by Google. Well, it's owned by Alphabet, which is Google. And if you tie your website back into your description, so your website is tied back into your YouTube channel, then your meta tags are doubly important because those meta tags are then used as SEO for that website. So that video, video with its meta tags and its description and everything else, becomes SEO for your website to help your website get found even more so via Google. So increasing your Google ranking. So are meta tags important on YouTube videos? You bet your ass they're important and make sure you're using them. And if you haven't used them on some old videos, go back in there and edit them and put them in. And make sure you're putting the right details into your description box as well because it's so important. Make sure you're explaining what the video is about. Make sure you explain who you are. Make sure you explain where people can find you. Make sure you put your email address in there. All those different types of things are really, really important to helping the algorithm and Google look at that piece of content and go, that's connected to that business, rightio. Let's throw all that metadata, all that SEO to that website and make sure its Google ranking is even higher. So yes, absolutely. Use your meta tags, use your description box, use your titling, get it right, learn about it. It's not just there for the hell of it. They've not just put it there for a bit of fun as a bit of a laugh. 
Um, and you never know. You might put the right meta tags one day that just make that piece of content go viral. There's there's no no answer to that. It just sometimes happens. Okay, right. Let's have a quick peek, see if there's any other questions have come through. Have a quick look on Twitter as well. Uh, nothing there. And have a quick look on LinkedIn, just in case somebody's actually just commented to me generally. No, we are good. We are good to go. Uh, right, anyway, so thank you very much for watching this evening. Uh, I know it's a later than usual broadcast, but lots of people have been flitting in and out, so that's really good of you. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, if you are brand new and you're not subscribed to me on whatever platform that you're watching on at the moment, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And also, while you're at it, how about you just move your mouse or your thumb ever so slightly to one side and click that share button? Because if you this content it gets out to a wider audience we can keep growing the community keep getting more questions coming in helping more people um somebody might ask that question that's been burning away at you but you've not really been keen to ask the question because you're a bit shy to put your hand up in the classroom that's fine but somebody else might ask that question so hit that share button get more people watching the content get more people asking questions and hopefully we can help more and more people with their social media and video content and get started just creating some stuff for their brand and for their business anyway right i am going to shoot off i'm going to go finish my coffee uh, going to get the uh, mini boss to bed and i will see you on wednesday when i'll be back at the usual time of 11 o'clock in the morning uh, but until then in these crazy times please do continue to stay safe and have a great rest of your monday evening until then have a good bye this was a perception studios production